It seems the glass is half full. My weekly market review, August 21st, 2022. The market appears to have decided that the glass is half full, for the moment at least. Last week's stock price declines, mostly concentrated on Friday, can essentially be put down to the seriously overbought conditions brought about by four straight weeks of gains and two months of solid progress. There wasn't a whole lot else behind the price slump. Yes, perhaps economic data out of both New York State and China disappointed to start the week, and some late-week Fed speak attempted to dampen recent exuberance generated by the growing view that the days of rate hikes of more than half a percent at a time may now be over. But the intense pessimism of the first half of 2022 now seems a distant memory already. War in Europe, runaway inflation, an inevitable collapse in corporate profits, a bumbling behind the curve Federal Reserve forced to push the economy into recession. You don't hear about all this nearly as much these days. A string of solid employment and more recently inflation data, much better than feared Q2 earnings, and a tangible pullback in commodity prices are behind the shift. The latest Bank of America Global Fund Manager survey reported that sentiment remains bearish among professionals in the investment industry, but is easing for the first time in a good while. Retail earnings kicked off the week with some good news, as both Walmart and Home Depot reported better-than-expected results for Q2. Shares of both retailers have been punished at times in 2022, as investors worried about inflation and a slowing economy. But these earnings provided a sigh of relief. Target and Lowe's numbers weren't as robust, but since investors are currently sporting rose-tinted spectacles, they were relatively forgiving. U.S. consumers continued opening their wallets last month, shifting savings from falling gas prices to purchases of everyday goods as they continue to weather high inflation and the slowing economy. Overall, retail sales were flat in July, compared with the prior month's revised 0.8% increase. But the measure of spending that strips out gasoline and auto sales rose 0.7% last month, showing shoppers maintained the ability to spend with much of the spending moving online. Minutes from last month's Fed meeting released last week showed the members agreed that inflation was still too high and decided to increase the Fed's key lending rate by three quarters of a percent to a range of two and a quarter to two and a half percent. Officials see the fight against inflation as far from over. Recent declines in oil and other commodity prices can largely be dismissed, officials said, because they could quickly rebound just as easily, while gains in stickier categories like rents are expected to be ongoing. However, the participants indicated that as monetary policy tightened further, it likely would become appropriate at some point to slow the pace of policy rate increases, they said, while the Fed analyzed the effects on economic activity and inflation. In other words, wait and see. Frankly, I don't see any policy shift here, or indeed anything new at all, and I was a bit puzzled as to why the market reacted so favorably to the release, as if it represented some kind of new set of positive information or a sign of movement in a favorable new direction. A steep late-week fall in stocks suggested that maybe some kind of reassessment of this original impression was going on.
The year-end Fed funds interest rate, the terminal rate, is still expected to be between 3 and 3.5%. Three this expectation has not changed for a good while now. Regarding September's hike in rates, it's now considered more likely to be half a percent, although three quarters is still on the table. Put simply, however, in order for the Fed to declare that the rate hike cycle is ending, which is the holy grail of peak Fed hawkishness, it's got to be very confident that the labor market will return to a better state of balance between job vacancies and the number of unemployed Americans. That's not happening yet. That inflation will gradually be on course to return to the 2% target. That's not happening yet. That future inflation expectations will remain well out, well anchored to at least near 2%. And that's not happening yet. We have weeks for these pieces to fall into place. But the recent pace of progress cannot afford to show any signs of slowing down. Otherwise, that half full glass might very quickly start to look a lot emptier.